Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with the Jailbirds. The Jailbirds is a Canadian band that is soon to release a strong EP in June. And that EP will include Tokyo Smoke, a straightforward rock classic sure to make you blow your speakers out. Be sure to check out the video on YouTube. And here is my interview with the Jailbirds. They're in the business of that. I wanted to ask you about Tokyo Smoke. It's a classic song for you guys. Um, how did this one come about? Um, yeah, man. Uh, that one, we had the instrumental for a long time. And really, the lyrics were inspired um, during lockdowns and stuff. We were just sort of... Um, it's a song about doing what you love and doing whatever that might be. It doesn't have to be uh, anything specific. But um, it kind of came out of that uh, in a way. And, you know, once we started playing shows again and stuff like that, too, um, it was finished up from uh, from from that feeling that again and and doing what we love to do. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what it's that's what it means for us. It, it's a song that I think really shows our personality in a lot of different ways, especially the music video. Um, if you haven't checked that out, uh, definitely give that a spin. Um, it's on our YouTube. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fun one. Yeah, I enjoyed the video because I think it really gives um, the watcher an idea of this is a band that not only loves what they do, but you guys are a tight unit. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we like to take our craft seriously, but not really, uh, not ourselves, you know. <laughs> um, we just like to have a fun time and, and joke around. and um, But when it comes time to hit the stage, we're we're all serious and you know it's a it's, it's great it's good it's good to be on a team with um some like-minded individuals like that yeah and this is part of an upcoming release is that correct yeah yeah so this will be a part of an ep um we're hoping to get that out in june of this year and yeah there's going to be i think five songs on it and uh that's basically what we're putting out while we record um our next stuff which hopefully will be a full length um, but yeah, we've been writing a lot of music and we got a whole bunch of songs that we're are almost ready to record now. So I wanted to ask as far as the sound of the band, it has a very uh, 70s, early 80s feel. I wanted to ask uh, what were some bands that influenced your sound? Uh, um, lots of bands actually. This one specifically, you can really hear like the, like the yeah, like you said, the '70s rock in there. Um, but we like we um, I guess I guess specifically for this one, um, it was like Guns and Roses, Deep Purple, that kind of stuff. Um, even like uh, you know Led Zeppelin vibes in a way. Mm -hmm. Um. There's lots of bands that really influence us. Like uh, for me personally, uh, Soundgarden too is a big one, Alter Bridge, stuff like that. Um, and so it kind of like gets all mixed around and, and what comes out is, is Jailbirds. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I would say those are probably the biggest contenders for that. Um, it was definitely like a, an Axl Rose sort of approach, I think, in terms of the vocals in a certain way. And, you know, just those types of things really that's that's uh i find that's what gets the best results like a lot of my favorite music is like that you know like all those guys are in a room and they're like do it like uh do it like that like zz top or something this part should be right. like this you know what i'm saying like it's all 
it's all uh it's all music here sure and uh, i think it comes across in your music that feeling as well i remember robert plant once saying that once he got them guys all got in the room together it just clicked everyone knew what everyone was gonna do and i yeah. think you get that sense in this band as well oh thanks man yeah um it's yeah it's definitely um it's easy to play with, with these guys um and as a three-piece too it's can be challenging because we like to we like to go on the record and do all these different layers and stuff and so it's it's uh, fun to put that together um in a live situation as well with them and uh yeah it's been great and uh we talked that this ep is coming out um after this ep is released will you take to the road yeah we're um we're trying to play as much as we can this summer for sure and we're i'm, I'm thinking we're gonna plan uh, we got some other bands that we're working with on some small runs for the fall and stuff like that too. Um, but we always try to keep busy and play as many places as we can and as much as we can as well. Um, our next uh, top priority is maybe getting over to the States or Europe or something like that. Um, but, but yeah, we, we always love playing. So anybody who wants us to play, just reach out. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, I know. I'm from Ohio, and I know Ohio would welcome you because Ohio is yeah very strong rock rooted. Yeah, rock and roll hall of fame town, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Amazing. Even though that's a, <laughs> yeah. a joke, you know. Yeah. So that being as hardcore fans as Ohioans are, it's like a slap in the face. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that. Yeah, I actually remember one time I went to a big festival. I think it's called Rock on the Range in Ohio. Yes. I went, yes. That was like 2017, I think I went. Because, um, like I said before, I'm a big Alter Bridge fan. And I had never seen them live because they hadn't really come to Canada that much at that point. Um, uh, and so we went down to that festival just to see them, basically. And there was all these other awesome bands, too. I think Wolf Mother and Mastodon and all that kind of stuff but we'd seen them a bunch before um but yeah it was it was a great festival it's cool i wanted to ask you if you could give me a band history how'd this all come to be how did we get where we are um yeah well liam and i um the bass player liam and i have been uh well friends since like i think we met in grade two we were in the same class or something um, so we've known each other for like 20 years or something and we started playing music together in high school. Um, that was under like a different band. We were just kind of like playing covers. We'd like played a wedding for our friend and stuff like that. Um, and then it kind of formed into like this, um, high school band and we had some friends that were playing with us and, uh, actually the inception of Jailbirds was a different lineup. Um, we had a different drummer and we had a keyboard player and a rhythm guitar player from the high school band that I mentioned before. And um, yeah, basically, it's just like any band, you know, you kind of, you, you take it more seriously and some people don't want to take it uh, as seriously, which is fine. And it just cycles through. And now I think we've, uh, I think we've stumbled upon our, our strongest um, lineup at this point, for sure. We found Kevin about like a year and a half ago, I think now. Um, and it's been amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. And I and speaking on that, I wanted to ask you, um, the Jailbird's vision, five years from now, I interviewed today on 420 and on, in 2028, where do you envision the band being? 
Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I, I, I envision us, uh, you know, playing at least, at least around in Europe and, and the States. That's, that's like my, my dream, I would say for the band. Um, that's, that's just, I, I just picture us doing, doing what we do just like now, honestly, like we're just kind of, we're still building everything up, but, um, we, we're just doing our thing, you know what I mean? And playing shows and going to new cities and writing new music and, and going in the studio is all stuff that we love to do. And, um, if we could do that every day of the year, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's what I hope in five years we're doing. And as far as your musical development, at what age did you begin? And uh, what were the steps you took to hone your skills? Um, I began uh, playing guitar. I think I was 12. I think I might, yeah, it might've been 12 or 13. And um, it, what inspired me was I was, uh, I heard Thunderstruck on the radio by ACDC mm -hmm. and just that first like 10 seconds, that guitar line that I, I must've, I mean, I'm sure I've heard it. I had heard it before in my life, but uh, that moment, it really grabbed me. And I literally within that 10 seconds thought to myself, like, I want to play guitar and I don't know where it came from. It just, I, I mean, obviously it was Angus, I guess, but uh, it was, yeah. And all from there, it was just all, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, my parents got me a guitar. I started doing some lessons and stuff. And I took lessons at this guitar shop called Guitar World in uh, Mississauga, Ontario, for probably like six or seven years or so, all through high school and stuff um, and middle school. And, you know, I, I think I was in grade seven when I started or something like that. Um, but that's sort of, yeah, I, I was really lucky to have an excellent teacher his name was Dion. Um, he just, he, he, he didn't, um, he didn't put any like barriers in front of me, which I feel like sometimes can happen with teachers. Um, unfortunately, you know, like that he was just sort of letting me do what came natural to me, which sometimes, you know, like a lot of, I had some subs before that would tell me to like not pick as hard or something like that. And I'm just like, that's just how I play though. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what, that's just what I do. And Dion was just like, yeah, if that's what, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. And so I think that really helped me along. And I also had, um, I have to mention as well, I had an amazing uh, music teacher in high school as well. Uh, Miss Denise is her name. And she really inspired all of us to, um, uh, to play music. And she actually was the one to inspire me to sing in the first place. Um, I was doing some backup vocals and, and stuff like that. And I wasn't really confident with it. I, w I was a guitar player. I didn't really care. But she was like, you should, you should really do it. You have a good voice and like, you should, you should go for it. Um, and I did because of that. And so I, I'm really lucky to have some people in my life like that, who um, pointed me in the right direction like that. Obviously like my parents getting me the uh, guitar in the first place and all the lessons and then having a good teacher and having a good teacher at school, that's a miracle. And then, um, yeah, yeah. And that's how, I, that's kind of how I, I got it. And then after, after that in college, uh, I just kind of did, I do a lot of like online lessons still uh, just, just trying to learn some more stuff, learn more about theory, more about uh, technique and things like that. Uh, it's all super interesting to me. <laughs> I love it. Sure. And you can run into nightmare situations. I remember my first teacher, he is a huge yes fan. And so it was Steve Howlick after Steve Howlick. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm into kiss Aerosmith and stuff like this. And, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, can we move on? Because, you know, if I hear one more Steve Howe, Rick, I, Rick, I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. No, yeah. You got to, like, as a teacher, I feel like you got to let, you got to, like, um, allow the student to sort of, especially with music, you got to, like, play um, what you want to play. I feel like that's almost specific to guitar in a way, because, like, a lot of people, I feel like, pick up a guitar because they want to play a Kiss song or they want to play whatever riff and stuff like that. And so to, to put out that fire, I think, is the wrong thing to do. You know? Yeah, not playing down Steve Howe. I mean, amazing guitar. No, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know? But it's, it but, wasn't what you wanted to learn, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to ask you a question that every time I ask it, I get a different answer. How do you feel the music scene is in Canada? Um, it's it's got it's changed so much, honestly. Um, especially since like we were actually talking about this the other day, the guys and I. Um, everything is like completely different now. I don't know if this applies. I'm sure it does apply in other places, but um, I feel like the old sort of uh, uh, how would what would you call it? Like the the ways of doing things that were like a for sure are no longer for sure and it's kind of like it's weird there's like no there's no clear answer anymore you know what i mean it used to be like you just put out a song and then you play a show and then you play a bunch of shows and then that that's you know what i mean that's what we're used to um but now it doesn't really seem to work like that so much anymore it's more about um the online following obviously i mean that's been around for a while but like especially these past few years, especially after COVID and everything, right. With, with um, mm-hmm. everyone being at home. And so there's, I feel like it's carried over. Everyone's so used to being on their phone and having all this content. Um, and so it's, yeah, Canada. Um, I mean, we can only really speak to Ontario so much, but it's crazy how many um, amazing bands there are in Ontario and actually all over Canada. We're familiar with some other bands all over Canada. Um, and there, there's some incredible talent, honestly, in Canada. And I feel like, um, I feel like it's, uh, just tough to, to get out of Canada somehow, you know, and it's just, uh, that's, that's how I feel about the Canadian music scene. It's just like really awesome and amazing. And then, um, I just want more bands to, to be, uh, more recognized, you know, cause there's some amazing stuff out there. And, um, yeah, a lot of people are really supportive, too. All the bands seem to go to everybody's shows and stuff. I really think it's a good – it's a great community, especially around Toronto. Um, yeah, it sounds like a great vibe. Yeah, yeah. And it's all the rock bands, you know, we all, like, go to each other's shows and stuff and have a good time, and it's great. We played this festival, actually, in September um, called Gusapalooza, and it's up in – up near, like, Barrie, Ontario here, and it, like, sort of, like, the northern end, I guess. Um, and uh, – uh, we had all these bands come out that we knew and you don't really get a, a chance to really hang out with a lot of these guys uh, for too long, especially at a show you're working. Um, right. But at this festival, we had the chance to sleep over and like uh, camp out and it was amazing. It was like one of the best experiences because we could just like, we all just hung out until like, you know, four in the morning or whatever. I think I passed out before everybody else, but um, you know, it was, it was amazing to do that. And I think it made it a little bit stronger too. We gotta do more stuff like that, I think. Because that was that was great. And speaking of that, I wanted to ask you uh as far as the scene and everything that's going on, um, as far as the scene in a bit larger scale, how do you see the future of the music industry 
because we've seen so many changes just in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I see the future being, I think people are getting a little bit more conscious with music. I feel like, um, and I think that things are going to swap a little bit more towards the live experience in a bit. It's, uh, it's going to take some time, I think, but more and more people are interested in hi-fi audio. I think like with, uh, not that it's super hi-fi, but people are into vinyl. People mm-hmm. are into, um, and you know, they, they've been saying for what fifteen years now that the vinyl thing is just a just a fad, and you know, it's like oh, it's just going to come back for a few years. But it's been like ten years, and the vinyl record yeah. sales are are pretty pretty good. Um, even CDs, CDs are doing pretty good. Like it's weird. Um, and so I think people like I don't know like nostalgia sells right now. So like that's one thing that people like nostalgic wise is something physical. Because like music for me too uh, is really about not just the music but the artwork, and that's why I love vinyl too. Because you can pull out the sleeve and you got all these cool photos and you have all this information that you might not have known otherwise. Um, and that's what it's about for me. It's like it's like a wine tasting or something. You know what I mean? You, sure. you learn the you learn the history of it. This is a Getty Lee quote. I'm totally ripping him off, but um, he's like, <laughs> um, you learn about it and it makes it taste better. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with music. Sure. And I remember, you know, I'm 57. I remember going to the record store waiting at midnight for a major band's album yeah. to come out. And that feeling of coming home, ripping the shrink wrap off and just being totally immersed. Um, somehow, uh, I think a lot by the younger generation, the intention span isn't there to to get through an album. And it's sad because, you know, especially... Um, fans are releasing conceptual stuff you're yeah. not getting the point in one or two tracks exactly yeah yeah it's definitely leaning more towards like singles and just like consistent um consistent releases too that's another thing i forgot to mention about the the music industry question is uh that's that's largely where it has been going for a long time but i think it's it's all moving towards um rather than putting out an, an album at once per se then um, it's moving towards more like putting out a single maybe once every two months and then that leads up to your album or something. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like that's that's a it's a big difference because then you got to think about artwork for every single and you got to think about release plans and stuff. It's a lot more work. Um, but uh, it seems to, you know, you, gotta, you just got to stay relevant and, and, and consistently, you know, consistently putting out good stuff, um, which is tough. It's really tough because, you know, it's not cheap and like all this kind of stuff. And um, so it's unfortunate that it's going that way, I think, because it's probably better to I, I prefer listening to a full album. But again, I sometimes don't have time to do that myself. Like I I can get through half of it um, mainly in the car is where I can listen to a full album if I'm driving somewhere. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it sucks that that almost like our our way of life now is just go 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 all the time seemingly and so it's like there's not really time to settle down and uh and put on an album you know and listen to it front to back and and stuff like that yeah i i work a full-time job and i listen to i try to get through around 30 albums a week to set up interviews and uh talk with bands about them and uh it becomes a full-time job yeah yeah, I bet. That sounds that's awesome. 
I also want to ask you, uh, when you're not working with music, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy in your spare time? Um, the only thing I could say is probably barbecuing <laughs> or uh, uh, video games maybe is, is something. But those are so minor, like um, music kind of, it's all I think about all the time. <laughs> it's all I do, you know what I mean? Like if I'm not, um, if I'm not playing music, then yeah, I'm I'm definitely like, um, playing a video game or, or yeah, barbecuing something or something like that or recording too. I guess, you know, I, I guess that's sort of a hobby of mine. I do like to record stuff. I record other bands on the side as well. And, um, that's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I really, really don't do much outside of playing guitar and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to ask you, what's the best way to get merchandise and a physical copy from the band when this album is released? Um, so that will all be available on our new uh, uh, Shopify store. We just launched our new website, thejailbirds.com. Um, and you'll see a link at the bottom there that links to our store. Um, it's not yet complete yet, but that is exactly where you would find it uh, when we put out the CD and stuff like that for this EP. We're going to be launching that store um, probably later this month in April. Um, so it'll be ready to go. You can get physicals and t-shirts and all that kind of stuff uh from there excellent uh yeah please when that is set up please feel free to send me a link to it so yeah. i can get that link out to the fans absolutely yeah sounds good and uh speaking of your fans lastly i wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans what would that message be um hmm, that's a good one that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, responsibility right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say in the spirit of Tokyo Smoke uh, and the meaning behind that song, I would say do what you love, whatever that is. Um, that is my advice to you. Um, try to find something that you love to do with your time and then try to find a way to do that. And that's that seems very simple and obvious, but sometimes it can get lost, I think, and you can forget about that kind of thing and it's really important it's really very very important to do that kind of stuff like like any artwork or i don't know whatever you want to do go play soccer or something i don't know whatever you want to do yeah i think it's uh in this day and age you know where um everyone's working everyone's trying to get by and uh a lot of dreams are crushed by that and totally you know people can't if you have a dream, you need to go for it because uh, you'll never know until you try. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yep. It's a great way of putting it. Yeah, just put down your phone, stop scrolling, go outside for a bit. You'll feel great. I promise. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Oh, yeah, no, the pleasure is all mine, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, please feel free to update me, like I said, at any time. Um, yeah. Rock and roll never sleeps, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> well, you have a great rest of your day, my friend. And you I too. hope that we can talk again when this EP is released. Sounds great, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You take care, my friend. Cheers. You too, man. Cheers. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. 
And remember, come see me for a fix.